Okay. So I'm going to create another recording of some ideas on what I think the governance of an open source organization should look like. I talked about this in a previous conf uh, previous episode, <clears throat> some of it, and uh, I'd like to just go over it again and lay out clearly my thoughts on this topic. So, first of all, let's define some terms and, um, you know, what are we talking about here? So, what is the ideal state of something that is open? Okay, first of all, it is freely copyable, ideally replicated across multiple storage locations. So that, like a BitTorrent, you have multiple copies all over the world, let's say a peer-to-peer -peer type system. Okay? So definitely a peer-to-peer -peer replication, because we saw what happened with the um, Free Technology Institute. Their um, central repository got corrupted, something happened, they lost everything. So we have to have a good execution. We need to have multiple copies of things. Okay? So whatever we do, we're going to have to make it so there's some kind of torrent at least, some kind of multiple copy system. Now, Git is very good with that because Git um, gives everyone a copy, but Git is not necessarily good for media or for videos because it's just going to kill the system. Now, raw video is also not good because it's just so humongous, we need to compress it. So, if you're going to compress video, you also have to have codecs. If you're going to compress audio, you have to have codecs. So then you get to the first question is, what is the license of the software for the codec? And is it free software? Is it open source software? So the first rule of an open source organization should be, hey, the content has to be encoded with software that is open and free and viable and useful. Like, it doesn't matter if it's open and free if it's a piece of garbage. So it has to be the latest and greatest open source encoding that's not encumbered, encumbered. And there should be some kind of licensing overview. Like you could say, you could off-source the uh, license choice and say, oh, well, it's OSI approved license, let's say. Open source initiative, which approves open source licenses. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you need to basically say, these are the licenses that we approve of, and all of our content has to be encoded with this uh, software that's licensed like that. Now, if you want to redistribute this content, well, what is the license of the content? Well, a lot of people have like all rights reserved, right? So, if you're going to create an open source organization that creates open knowledge, you have to agree on what licenses you're going to use, like the Wikipedia or Wikimedia Commons. So, let's say the license has to be 
able to be included in Wikimedia Commons because Wikimedia Commons will give you the storage um, for Creative Commons, public domain, and other open source license. So again, you can offsource, outsource these decisions to other people, or you can make the decisions on your own, but you need a license to say, what is our content going to be? Is it Creative Commons? Okay. And I would strongly urge the rejection of the non-commercial clause and don't use it and don't accept it because non-commercial clause basically is a nightmare. Okay? And I can go into a whole episode on why non-commercial just causes problems, but it's not good for a community project. So we're assuming that we're going to create a community project, right, that's going to produce conferences or courses, course material, that uses an open license for the content, open codex, open source software for the codex. Okay, so now we're going to get into the content. What is the content that's being described in the talks? Now this is another thing that I got burnt on many times, is the content of a talk should not be about your favorite startup that you're just working on that may be using a little bit of open source. Um, but you're producing a non-free software. Right? So I think that the if we're creating an organization to promote open source, uh, open knowledge, and... Um, open data, open formats, everything open, that we shouldn't have, and we're going to get sponsors for this, people are going to support it, and that's the key point. If you want a broad range of support, you have to have rules to make sure that this support, the resources you're going to get, are not going to be abused for people just doing self-promotion. So we should say, no self-promotion, right? Um in the respect of, like, I'm trying to create my little for-profit company and I need to be promoted. Well, hey, so does everybody else. And there's venues for doing that. And there's enough venues for doing that. Okay, and you can pay for getting your, your name out there. So, and if you're a for-profit company that has an open source project that stands on its own feet, let's say you're the... Um, the garbage truck company, like I talked about, and you're producing some kind of scheduling software for managing your routes of your garbage trucks and your staff planning, or even if you're using some open source software to do that for profit. So that's where we get into, is the content available? Is the data available? Okay. So let's say you're talking about your garbage truck company and they produce some software and you're open sourcing that software so you can download that software you can install it so that would be a good topic for an open source conference it's like our garbage truck manage fleet management software okay and you could even tell about how you use that software internally even if the data that you're using it on is not open Okay.
So ideally, and we could scale and rate these things. So now if we had to make a choice and rank talks and decide between them, right, we could say, well, if another company would do a talk and they would have open data, so they would say we, we're opening our traffic routes, the data collected from our truck fleet in an open data fashion, right, where they're sharing a certain amount of data um, from their fleet. Now, that would even be more open than, let's say, just the software itself. But then you get also into personal data protection and so forth right and what who's really interested in that those garbage truck routes but maybe the actual local people are so we can get into all types of discussions about the pros and cons um, but at least you have to have one topic that hits either open data or open source Right, open format. So something has to be open and fall under the category. Right, and the topic, the primary topic of the talk, has to be something that is shareable, tangible, that we can download. Okay. Then I think, and that's going to be the job of, let's say, a review board that decides on what papers to accept. So we should have some kind of guidelines for that review board to say, hey, these are like a point system. Um, and we can think of counterexamples as well, right? I need, to put, I need to put some more thought into this, but basically you're going to have to have a board of people who are uh, able to make some of these, and people who are interested in open source and not just self-promotion. See, this is where we get into selflessness, and it is a certain amount of sacrifice you have to make for being open. Okay, so we talked about the um, exclusion of other people and um, doing something for the profit, for your personal profit at the risk and restricting the usage rights of the other person. So we talked about the basic freedoms, you know, the freedom to use, the freedom to study, um, the freedom to modify it and the freedom to publish it. So, when we're talking about open data, it also uh, gets into some more op topics <clears throat> like database licenses and so forth. We can talk about that, um, about protecting the database as such, even if the data itself is not really copyrightable. And there's this whole discussion on that. Um, So we're going to have to come up with some better guidelines and maybe we'll have to have a separate um, set of tracks and guidelines for those tracks. So we'll have like open data 
as a track in the uh, conference, open source as a track, as a topic, and we'll have a board of people for each track who come up with guidelines as to scoring and ranking papers or talks about that. So yeah, but I think in the end, the data or the software has to be included, includable, like a snapshot inside of the conference system, let's say inside of the torrent, and even if it's the entire Wikipedia dump at some point in time, in theory that it could be included, the software could be included, so, you know, we want to be able to do some kind of um, uh, inclusion, digital inclusion. Um, that would be important. And um, to have uh, even just a link, but I think um, if we're going to create some kind of archive, I mean, I want to think of this as like a hard drive that we're going to send to some island where they don't have internet, right? And it's going to contain content on it, like someone talking about a project, but also the project itself, maybe compiled binaries of that project. You know, if it's going to be the Wikipedia project, can we include the entire copy of the Wikipedia for, and then the servers to run it, like Docker images or some way to run it. Like it should be a self-contained experience, like as an ideal goal. I'm talking about like, what's the, the ultimate optimal goal of this. So for me, the ultimate goal for a open project would be not only the source code, not only the instructions on how to use it, videos on how to use it, a talk on it, but also discussions and mailing lists, source code, you know, executables, ready to run, installers, everything all packaged up in a way that could be uh, put onto some archive, downloaded by someone in some third world country, and they could click on it and they could get into the entire thing from the ground floor. You know. Um, assuming they have some hardware. You know, well, they might have to install Linux on their PC or something. Okay, so we can include those as well. Like, I'm talking about a bootstrap system for delivering knowledge. And then, as a self-contained system. Like, that would be the ultimate, like, 100-point system of data, metadata, software, discussion, content, everything all contained, all available. And that's what I think is amazing about the open source world, is that that is available to you. For example, the Linux kernel, if you want to study the Linux system, you have everything there for your for you to look at. Um, and I guess you'd have to include ebooks as well. And then we get into the question of what are the format of those ebooks, you know, posts. And I think 
PDF files are okay. There's open source tools and codecs for using them so you don't you're not encumbered. So that's fine. Um, but source code for them as well, like do we have the source code for the PDF? Like how is the PDF created? You know, is it LaTeX or whatever? So source code in editable format, uh, editable format. That would be another criteria. So this would be a scoring and ranking system for like the degree of openness. And then we would rank um, the submissions and um, choose the best ones uh, for inclusion in the project. And, um, and that would be uh, like the criteria system I think was important. And then, um, of course, that would have to be subject to revision and to have some ways to revise these criteria as well. So I think that's kind of what I'm thinking about as a governance for running an open source conference. And I think it can be done, you know, as a um, distributed type system. Uh, it doesn't have to be centralized. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about this some more, um, but those are some basic ideas. Okay, thanks for listening.